democratizing education by using spatial computing. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Alan Smithson, CEO of Metaverse.com, host of the XRForBusiness.io podcast, and founder of XR Ignite. Welcome back, Alan. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I love your show. And the last time we were on the show, we had a lot of fun. So I'm really looking forward to this. Absolutely. You are a lot of fun. In fact, you do a lot of things. Talk a little bit about your roles. Sure. Um, I am the CEO of Metaverse. Uh, we're a virtual and augmented reality company. Um, we're working on a new product for education, which we'll be launching in 2020. It's very exciting. And um, we're kind of in stealth mode right now, but uh, very exciting stuff coming and we'll be able to announce that. I'm also the host of the XR for Business podcast, which is a podcast interviewing uh, people, industry leaders who are either using or making virtual augmented and mixed reality technologies uh, and how they are using it for the businesses to make, save money, to train people, all sorts of different ways. And the last part of my role is as the founder of XR Ignite. It's an accelerator focused around taking B2B uh, XR startups, virtual augmented reality startups, and taking them to the next level with business. So that's our uh, accelerator, XR Ignite. So you do a lot of different things. And we talked about a lot of different ways that this spatial computing is, is changing the world. So let's set up, a, let's establish a baseline. You say that virtual and augmented reality can, you know, one of the things that it can do is it can democratize education. Yep. What level are you targeting when, when you say that? Are you talking about primary grades, middle and high school, college and university, adult workforce skills training? Focus in. The answer is all of it. Uh, as we move into exponential growth. So right now we've had, uh, you know, a thousand years of linear growth. The line just keeps going up very, very fast, but going up. We haven't hit the exponential curve line and that happens in the next 20 years give or take. So where things start to get really crazy is they speed up at this exponential point. And so if you factor in exponential growth uh, over the next 10 years, things are speeding up faster and faster and faster. There's 169 technologies being made right now uh, around the world that are emerging. And each one of those represent a half a trillion dollars in value over the next 20 years. So you have these massive growth, more wealth will be created in the next 10 years than all of previous human history. The, it, we're at a precipice of humanity right now, and learning is going to have to evolve as fast as humanly possible with the advent of AI, machine learning, uh, you know, robotics, automation. We're not talking about a net loss in jobs. What we're talking about is a massive change in jobs from truck drivers and, and Uber drivers and taxi drivers, people who drive anything for a living, that job will be gone within 15 years. It will be illegal to drive within 20 years. So you're gonna be dealing with mass uh, changes in workforce. So all those people driving, can we figure out ways to rapidly retrain them, reskill them, upskill them to jobs of the future? Maybe it's an AI programmer, maybe, I don't know what the jobs of the future are because we don't know what they're gonna be. So if you look at every level of education, Virtual and augmented reality are already showing massive ROI at every level. In, in K-12, they've shown uh, MRI scans where kids' brains light up when they're in virtual and augmented reality. And in enterprise, you know, companies like Walmart, UPS, Sprint, they're all seeing 90% decreases in training times across the board. This is unheard of with any technology. So if you combine that 
with 10 years of miniaturization, we go from this to this in a very short amount of time. So in right now we've got these clunky headsets and they're, you know, they're wonderful. You can put your head and learn anything, but it's still a clunky headset. Fast forward 10 years, it's going to look like this. And by this, by the way, these are augmented reality glasses as well. So that's how you democratize education. Because at that point, when everybody has a pair of glasses that are inexpensive, call it hundred bucks, maybe 50 bucks, and all the content is streamed real time from cloud serving and cloud uh, computing servers, then you can democratize education because to get the world-class content of learning anything at any time, anywhere is going to be relatively inexpensive. Hey, I'm down. I've told you before, I wear glasses anyway, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm game. But for XR to democratize education, we first have to build out networks and equip classrooms across the nations. This yep. is going to take time and additional education funding. So what methods and messages is it going to take to convince elected representatives and taxpayers to, to make these investments and will there ultimately ultimately be a measurable return? Um, we're, we're focused on a 10 year roadmap for now. Uh, anything looking beyond 10 years is a bit very difficult, but 10 years, we can kind of see where the miniaturization is getting, where the, the devices are going. It's really going to come down to, uh, to cost being a factor like any other device in a, in a classroom. The difference being that virtual and augmented reality provide 10 times better learning protocols. So it turns out that when we read something, we, you know, we retain about 10% uh, of it. When we do it with our hands, and that's why uh, these types of, of devices, so this is the Oculus Quest. This device here is similar to this one. So let, let me just unwrap this for a second. This is the Oculus Go, and you can, in this headset, you can go on Safari, you can do all these different things, but you can't move. You can look left, right, up and down, but you can't move in an axis. You can't go backwards or forwards. You're fixed in a fixed position. This is called three degrees of freedom, left, right, up and down. So that is a headset that can give you experiences. But this one, this one, you can look left, right. You can move around the space. You can get down on your hands and knees. You can work on things. They have controllers that go with it. And so you can, you can actually see your hands. They also do hand tracking now. We're very close to having the ultimate device and there's no computer, no cables, no nothing. It just is. And so we already have a device. And oh, and by the way, it's 400 bucks. We already have a device that has the potential to, to offer extraordinary experiences from all sorts of learning uh, areas on a, on a very inexpensive device. Schools that aren't buying this right now, at least one for their school so their teachers can learn about it. If they're not buying this, they're doing a disservice to the children because this is the future of learning and it's very inexpensive. If you can't find 400 bucks in your school, then we got bigger problems than this. You mentioned earlier Walmart. What are the companies, or, or what companies, I should say, besides Walmart, maybe even, are, are building the best XR training content? And who are the leaders in helping traditional educators make content the content delivery leap? So let me be clear. We're very early in this. So even though uh, we have some, uh, some evidence coming in now, the Walmart uh, evidence in, in these in UPS, and, and it, this is only within the last 12 months that we've got this information. So the, the companies that are building this that are really kind of pushing the, the limits are, you know, uh, VW, uh, Volkswagen is doing, the Volkswagen group is really rolling out VR training. Uh, Toyota is rolling out VR training. And, uh, you know, uh, let's see who else. 
UPS is, is driving, uh, training their drivers now, and they're seeing a 66% decrease in uh, training times with, with training drivers on, uh, in VR. Anything that requires uh, an expensive machine or you know, equipment that you can only have so many people in, this is what's going to be first, and then it'll work its way down. So for example, if you uh, run a nuclear reactor, your, your staff can't be going in the nuclear reactor to test upon you know, a failure. And I hope they read the manual that month. But really, when it comes down to it, you can build a completely virtual uh, nuclear reactor, and you can run training simulators of what happens if you have to go in and shut things down and do all these things. You can run scenarios in expensive, uh, costly, dangerous situations that are you know counterintuitive, perhaps. So they, you know, you have to uh, think in terms of the highest value first, and those are the ones that people are going after. That you know, anything with your hands on. Uh, we're we're currently building one where uh, you can drive an excavator, you can weld with it, uh, you can do HVAC training. And one of our partners has developed this whole curriculum around this, and it's really, really incredible. Uh, incredibly realistic and when you drive uh an excavator in virtual reality you're driving an excavator excavator i've never driven one real in real life but i can guarantee you if i sat in it i know the handles go left and right to open the bucket back and forward it it was like i did it not that i watched a video about it you mentioned earlier that um if, if schools aren't purchasing uh this equipment already and experimenting with it then they've got bigger problems if they can't find four hundred dollars to to invest but not everyone thinks like you and i alan and not everyone is really into spatial computing not everybody is that big of a nerd but they may realize that this is something that they need to be on top of so what type of advice can you offer to the public educator or even the corporate trainer who wants to explore the possibilities of using XR to expand their capabilities and explore this as a training or educational resource uh, for their school or business. So uh, if it's in business, you can look at our XR for Business podcast, which is, it's got a wealth of knowledge. We've done that. We've recorded about a hundred episodes now and everybody from PwC, Tesla, Ford, NASA, like everybody is on there and I just ask them the questions on, on how to do this. Uh, on the education side, um, there's educators in VR, which is a group uh, that is really doing that. There's also the Virtual and Augmented Reality Association. And these guys are pioneering work. So it's, it's, um, it's a, you know, association of passionate people. My wife is actually the, the VR ARA um, co-president for Toronto, which is a fantastic. She's also the chair of the 5G education student and, uh, and training committees. So on these committees, people from all over the world are discussing their best practices. So if you really want to learn about these things, their webinars are all online. You know, you can learn from that. Just do a bit of research. Um, right now, we're still early days, so there's probably not a lot of um, people in your direct area that can help you, but seek them out. Maybe uh, look for your local VRARA chapter mem uh, chapter um, president, talk to them, go to a meetup, try some things, try it out. But also what's happening now is a lot of the, um, a lot of the learn ed, like the ed tech conferences or educational technology conferences, there's a lot more VR coming out in those. So you can go to those and kind of educate yourself that way. Alan Smithson, CEO of metaverse.com, host of the XR for Business podcast, 
and founder of XR Ignite. Congratulations on the success of your podcast and a business. If somebody wants to connect with you though, Alan, because they've got some interest in, in some of the resources, maybe they want to catch up with you on that. What's the best way they can actually reach out to you? Sure. Uh, you can add me on LinkedIn, Alan Smithson. And uh, the other way is to uh, sign up for the podcast, xr4business.io. Uh, and if you're a startup or a studio or a developer in the space, you can uh, sign up for our accelerator program at xrignite.com. Thanks again, Alan. If you guys want to find more of my interviews, you can do that right here or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.